Hey, that dog barking is because today we're talking about rabies on the Disease of the Month podcast. All right, well, welcome to the Disease of the Month podcast. Sitting across from me is Dr. Eric Bush, who's a small town doctor and uh, who knows diseases. I mean, that's your business, right? That is my business. So, and we're going to talk about a disease every month. This month's disease is rabies. A very good, a very worthwhile disease to talk about, too. Right? Because it still exists. People still get it. And it's deadly. It's 99, 100% fatal. And so, and I think a lot of people don't know what to do. Like, they don't know, uh, you know, I saw a bat in my room, but it's probably all right. You know, I probably won't get rabies. Um, but it's not like that. It's really... Deadly, you just take a little tiny thing and you... Right, and certainly rabies is not the thing to do to not worry about or to shirk off. If, if uh, an animal, if a wild animal is in your room, especially bats, because as you, we've talked about before, bats can bite and you won't even know it, um, then you have to go to the emergency room and you have to get the vaccine. And there's no sense in, because your doctor probably doesn't even keep it because you were saying it's like to... It's so expensive that it's doctors expensive, don't hold on to it, you know, and it's got to be right. You got to use it in a right certain way. amount of time, so right. it's at the emergency room only, and they'll have it. And, and you get the rabies vaccine, but you also get the rabies immunoglobulin, which is basically giving you antibodies that you don't haven't yet made to fight the virus. And some people should get it, even though they haven't been bitten, like veterinarians, people who go into caves, and stuff yeah, like that. To be to get the vaccine would make a lot of sense if right? you have if your behavior puts you at high risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you, you've, you're aware of if somebody gets bitten by a bat or you know, if they've had an encounter with a raccoon. I have a patient, in fact, who a uh, raccoon attacked his dogs. Oh, really? Um, and he single-handedly took the raccoon oh. and, and killed it. Really? And they then tested it, and it was, and it was ra- rabid, and he, his dogs had already been vaccinated. But he had to be vaccinated, and he had to get the tetanus toxoid, which are a series of injections that you get to protect, to give you antibodies that have already been made against now, the rabies. Rabies has been a little bit in the news because this guy got recorded in his yard, this really, like, easygoing guy who was making brownies for some of his friends and walking them out to his SUV with his wife. And uh, I'm just going to play you this thing of this guy. W-E-C-T, wherever that is, Mm. Uh, North Carolina. He also took the bobcat and, like, threw it, and then, of course, they both had to get uh, vaccinated. But the funny thing about rabies is that uh, it's usually not the people that get vaccinated. Right. It's usually the animals. Right. And there's even an oral vaccine, like, uh, that they're passing them out there with helicopters in Cape Cod right now, because I guess they're having a problem. So they're throwing these little chunks of fishy-smelling vaccine. That the animal are taking and then being completely vaccinated. Yeah, inoculated. Yeah, that's clever. 
Isn't that weird? And I, I was reading about rabies, and I see there's a lot of different animals. And then there's a map here. I got a map of where rabies, like what animals in the United States carry rabies. But then I'm hearing about all these other animals. The map says that, like, if you're in the, in the central north Northwest. of the country, it's like skunks. If you're in California, it's skunks. If you're in our area, the northeast, it's raccoons. And if you're down in Texas, it's foxes. But there can also be, look, over here, I don't know where that is. Is that Hawaii? It looks like I know they, it's, it's Puerto Rico. That's Puerto Rico? Mongoose. Mongoose has rabies in Puerto Rico. And so do, I guess, bobcats, because this one was tested. That's fascinating. And uh, so do um, mountain lions. So some lady got attacked by a mountain lion, and it was rabid. That would be pretty frightening. And <laughs> that would be crazy. And then uh, evidently, like, nobody vaccinates cats for rabies. They only vaccinate dogs, because dogs more often get it. Are outside. Yeah, and they, uh, you know. But evidently, um, cats get it, too, and they get it more now because they're never vaccinated. Interesting. So, like, you know, any cat that... And uh, I was reading about bats. Evidently, bats are very gentle when they bite you. Like, people get bitten by bats and don't even realize it. That's right. And I know, from, from my perspective, uh, anybody who slept in a room with, that a bat was in has to be vaccinated. So they, if they just had a bat like flying, they woke up in the morning and there's a bat flying around their room and they're like, oh my God, and they walk right out of the room. What do you tell them? Uh, go to the emergency room where you're going to get vaccinated and you're going to get the rabies awesome. toxin. Yeah. yeah, because you often you don't know. It could just brush against you and its teeth you, are like, if you get bit by a dog, you pretty much know. <laughs> but if you get bit by a bat, I guess they're like, uh, I don't know. You just bite softly. Apparently. Right? And, and Which again, is weird, because you'd think, like, bat, you know. And rabies, you know, to, to speak the obvious, is that rabies is virtually 100% lethal if you get it. So that's the crazy thing that it's, it wants to go to your brain. That's the weird thing about rabies, is it's desperate to get to your brain. Yeah, it's, it, a, it's a nervous system illness. So you might get, if you get bit on the foot, it's like, rabies is like, oh, this is not where I want to be. I don't really live well here. I'm going to slowly make my way to the brain. And it takes a while. And that's why you have some time to go get vaccinated. Otherwise, if it, because once, right. once it gets to your brain, it's over. Once you have neurological symptoms, it's too late. That's right. Once you have rabies, uh, you're, you're basically dead. And there was one woman, like a few years ago, who actually got it mm-hmm. and survived. And that's never been seen before like nobody's ever gotten rabies and not died and she survived now she's i saw her the other day she's got a couple of kids i mean you know on tv (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see her personally i'm not doing that kind of research but um yeah you're just like that's it too late yeah you so you got to get vaccinated while it's traveling through your muscles up to your brain and the the further away from your brain you got bit the longer it takes so like you're better off if it you got bit on your foot than if you got bit on your shoulder which makes sense. Right? And then I saw when they inject you with that stuff, the uh, serum or whatever it is. Right, the rabies antibodies. Yeah. They're, they kind of wash the wound with it. It just looks terrible. They stick the needle in like, you give these, right? No, we don't because it's so expensive. It's only done in the emergency room. Really? Yeah. Because you don't, that way they keep it in stock. And, right. So they inject like into the, like you got a bite on your hand or something. It's a big open wound. It's gross. First, the first thing you should do is wash it, right? Without question. 
and then you should go right to wherever you're going to get to the emergency room. Yep. And then they stick the needle in there and they kind of pull it into the cut and they jab it like a bunch of times. I guess they're trying to, it's kind of like when you're putting um, seasoning in a chicken before you cook it, you know, you stab <laughs> Spread it. Spread it around. Right, you want to get it all into the muscles and stuff so that, you know. Well, again, you're giving the antibody to the virus. So I imagine that they just want to try to hit wherever the virus is locally as much as possible. And then after that first one, it's just a regular injection in your arm, regardless of where the bite was? Well, there's the initial vaccine, which you also get some of the, the, the rabies toxin, the antibodies, at the same time. That's day one. Then you get more of the antibodies only. After you've been vaccinated, you then get the antibodies at like days 3, 7, and 14, I think it so is. So I don't like understand that. this. I know that the first injection you get is a big deal. That after that, it's like, it's not as big a deal. The first one's very expensive. The rest of them are... So the, the, the only one that's different is the initial one that's the vaccine. Then it's the same thing that you're getting throughout. So what is the difference between the first one and the later ones? Well, the only... So part of it is that it's the vaccine, right? So that's... You're giving proteins, like we talked about, that your body is then going to sense it and create its own antibodies. The other shots are just giving antibodies. The protein that looks like rabies. Right. That's supposed to get to your brain before the rabies well, it's does? It's not the brain. It's getting to your immune system, right? Then it fights it so that it protects your whole body. And it'll fight it in the brain and, and anywhere it, it goes. Hopefully before the brain. Right. Because at that point, it's so happy in the brain that it replicates so fast that it's... Right. And it's the whole, it's the whole central nervous system, right? And then it does weird things to you because it turns you like into a zombie, into a rabies zombie. Yeah. In fact, I was just reading an article because we were talking about talking, speaking about this today. Right. Um, about the, in the early part of the, I think it was the 1700s, maybe the 1600s, where vampires came from. Yes. Look, see, I got it written down right here. And a lot, of, a lot of what people bats. think are vampires, bats, right. And there was also, during that era, apparently there was a crisis of rabies in the dog population. Um, and a, a number of the behaviors that... that people become rabid would certainly seem to be very similar to uh, what vampires have been perceived to be. And once you get bit by the bat or whatever, then you got the thing and then you got to bite someone else. And people do want to bite you when they have rabies, right? Well, you go crazy, you foam at the mouth, right? You attack people. Now, the weird thing about rabies, too, is that it used to be called hydrophobia people exactly the people were tr literally afraid uh, of water and they were afraid of water because every time they went to take a drink they would like choke on and it. it was like being waterboarded because they're like the all the little muscles that help you swallow they stopped working in concert right right and so if you put a glass of water in front of them they'd be like ah yeah yeah and there was something about so that was one of the so before it was understood. People were just like, that's hydrophobia. That guy's scared of water. Don't go near him. You know, the same thing happens to dogs, right? They, get, they don't want to go near water and stuff like that. So that was a big tip-off if somebody had rabies. And back then, there was no vaccine. So it was like, oh, yeah. You know, because the bite then was fatal every time. Right. I read this book about... And if you found somebody early who had rabies, there was a good chance that they were going to go crazy. Right? Right. Relatively soon. Yeah. Not like syphilis, where it might be 20 years later. Right. That's a good disease where it takes <laughs> comparatively. A while. You've got to comparatively. A while. Right. <laughs> and they're not similar, like, 
this uh, rabies is, I, I saw a picture of rabies. Yeah. Rabies looks really weird. Rabies is a virus. Uh-huh, but right. do all viruses look like that? Oh, it no. looks like a penis with big hairs on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? A very tiny penis. Well, I, you know, just a virus, you know. But I just think, like, I was looking for a spirally thing or something or something with little feet. I don't yeah. know. Viruses are so tiny that they, you know, they're very clever little creatures because they figure out how to get into a cell and then take over the cell and teach the cell what to do. So they're... Well, very effective at, at, at survival. And this is, I guess, this is a very old thing, right? Rabies been around as long as I could, as I know of. So, mm-hmm. um, I read this book about New York City and rabies because mm-hmm. they used to go together. And uh, I, I can't recommend it. It was a very boring book. It was called uh, Mad Dogs and Other New Yorkers. It's supposed to be all about rabies, and I was like, oh great, you know, I want to learn more about rabies. But it was like newspaper reports of crowds chasing dogs. I guess at one time, like, you could get paid for killing a dog in New York uh, for, you know, and turning it into the health department. And so it became kind of a sport in New York. And when they found, like, a dog that looked a little bit foamy, you know, the whole crowds of people would chase him, and it was a whole big thing. Mm. And that was what the book was about. And I mean... For a page, that's cool. You know, it was interesting. <laughs> but, like, it was just a whole book. She just, you can't just transcribe old articles and call it a book. I don't... No. No, it was not that great. So, yeah, dogs in New York City, raccoons, bats, coyotes. We have coyotes out here. We have many coyotes. But raccoons are so dirty. They're, they're also They're also clever enough that they're concerning, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're very smart. Yeah. Right? You think, why, you think they might take over, that they're that smart? Well, it reminds me of, a, of an H.G. Wells book, you know? Yeah? Like, they just bite us all one day and take over, like, well, take our Well, you know, they have hands that are kind of similar to human hands. Yeah, that's true. They're very dexterous. Yeah. They're very singular. They're very selfish. Right. It's really kind of fascinating. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, there's a few animals that I know just from working on buildings are gross and disgusting. Birds. Uh, birds don't have rabies, right? I, they do not. Um, I guess birds and raccoons and squirrels, too. Like, they just ruin your place. And, and rats if you're in a city. You know, we happen to be right. fortunate now, enough not to be. There are no rats out here in the country, right? We just have mice. I wouldn't say there are no rats, but I would not say that they're a problem. There are some rats. I would not say My there wife aren't. Calls I would not make the statement there aren't. Really? She's not into rats at all. And every they are an urban problem usually, and we right? are certainly not in an urban area. And what is it? Just, just not enough food for them here or something? Or they don't, there's no nightlife? Why? <laughs> I think it's probably more there's no nightlife. Really? They, they yeah. Like, they like music. But it's better than people think, by the way. <laughs> so... Um, 55,000 people a year, according to the WHO, die of uh, rabies. So it's still like a real problem in a lot of places. But the vast majority of them are, are in, not in this uh, country. Not in the United States. <laughs> no, in Asia. A lot of people dying in Asia. And most of those people are bit by a dog. So. Which makes sense, because dogs are, in many countries, many wild dogs, right? And not to offend anybody, but dogs are disgusting, too. I mean... <laughs> You know what they do. We've all seen them eat, you know, shit and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of like people. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I hang out with, I can tell you that. This is good. Yeah. But, um, so, 
when they used it in order to diagnose, it's hard to actually diagnose rabies, I guess, because like, I don't know, it's in, mostly in your brain. Yeah, it, it's from brain tissue, right? Isn't that how they diagnose it? Yes, and they, um, they say in the book here, was I was reading somebody's paper on it, that ideally you do it uh, as a, you know, dead person. You, you uh, take some brain out of a dead person. Now that's not ideal for the person, of course, but that's the best way to check for the virus. To my knowledge, it's the only way. Yeah. There may be, there may be antibodies, there may be things that I'm not aware of, but usually when there's, if there is an animal where they're worried about that they have rabies, they quarantine it for two weeks, right? And, um, and otherwise, if the animal is dying or dies, they, they check the brain tissue. And you just look under a microscope for the virus? You can't see uh, a virus, right? Yeah, it's got to be that they do some stains. Now, I heard that they inoculate the brain of a mouse with it. Does that sound right? Could be. And then, because I was reading, so I'm reading about this, you know. But then I ended up reading about polio because, I don't know, it's related and I found out that there was a guy, because we got to do a program about polio, because that's a very interesting disease, too. It's an important part of our history, too. Right? And not to preempt that, but there was a guy who invented a polio vaccine before SOC. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, polio's uh, interesting because it's like, it's a mouth thing. Like, I understand how you can inoculate somebody by giving them a drink for mm-hmm. polio because that's how polio was in your body, and it, right? But not uh, rabies. Like, how do, they, how do they give animals a bait, and then that gets to? Well, their- rabies is just from saliva. So if you have it, if even scratching the skin, you can get it, right? So you inoculate their saliva, and then that gets back into the rest of their body. I mean, how does it move from your like saliva? when you eat it or your stomach into the rest of your body. So I'm not speaking knowingly for sure here, but I think it's the other way around, that if it's in the saliva, if, if you make have a nick where the saliva gets in. So literally, if there is rabies in the substance and you have an open cut of any kind, then it, it does what it has to do. I read that the people who, you know, there are people, a lot of people who go into bat caves, which I don't understand. That seems like, I mean... Would anybody's mom tell them, listen, you know, you've got to find a different profession. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. But evidently the bat caves are full of this uh, humidity that is little droplets of disease from the bats. It could be from their expirations or it could be from their guano or it's whatever. Undoubtedly guano, right? Right. And people go in there and they have to be inoculated for rabies and stuff because even if they don't get scratched or anything, just they're breathing in all that disgusting stuff. That's crazy. Right? Doesn't, doesn't appeal to me. No. <laughs> and I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I think there's maybe been a little too much of that. I, I believe in, you know, figuring out what diseases the bats have so that in case they spread from the bats, uh, you're prepared. But to go into the bat caves like they did in China and go, you know, pulling out stuff and I don't know, I think like ease up a little bit. You know, they're not being, people, you have to be careful with that. Like, you go into a bat cave and disturb that kind of disease, you really have to be very careful with it. That would make a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. Um, the zoonotic disease, that's what they call that. That's right. Well, right? Um, one other thought while we're on, uh, still on rabies. The, the, the vampire issue, there's another illness that they attached to probably why people 
are perceived of as vampires, and that's the porphyrias. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. But porphyria, are, they're, they're genetic disorders that there are many different kinds, um, but there's a cutaneous kind where people have to stay out of the sunlight, and that oh. was felt to be one of the reasons why maybe the, the vampires literally couldn't be out during the day. Um, and there's another form, the acute intermittent porphyria, where people are in, often are in pain. Um, they b- become anemic. They end up with very dark reddish or brown urine. And uh, one of the early treatments was to feed blood to them. So that's, and it's also well known to be in Eastern Europe. So that's really? another interesting area of with the, the idea between the rabies and the porphyria. Right, there could have been real vampires. It, essentially. Very, you know, very interesting, though. And I understand there's two kinds of rabies, too. There's, or three kinds. There's, but two of the kinds are furious and dumb. <laughs> it, I never heard of that. Furious and dumb rabies? I have not either, but certainly, certainly there are the furious, right? I guess the furious is when you want to bite someone, and you do get addled, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever, you've never seen somebody with rabies, right? Never. They're on YouTube. There's a few of them on YouTube. They just, I mean, they look terrible. It's, it's awful. They're yeah. like shaking. They can't talk. And they're, you know, messed up. And they're waste, they look like they're wasting a little bit. Yeah. And it must be that they've been that way for a while, right? Because it takes a little while. Like they, I heard that it could take a long time for it to get to your foot, from your foot to your brain. I would imagine so. I mean, right. obviously. Certainly, certainly days to weeks. Yeah. Um, then the, uh, this guy who invented the polio vaccine, he injected it into monkey brains, and then he put the monkey brains in a blender, and then he drank them. <laughs> Why not? Right? And that was the vaccine. It was like, here, drink these monkeys. And you thought going into a bat cave was crazy. I know. That's like, <laughs> really? I think that shows some dedication. It turned out for him that uh, when he gave it to the first group of people, um, they, they ate the vaccine and then they checked the poop of those people and to see, you know, and evidently it had reverted some of, in some of the people, it had reverted to its like really bad, you know, polio, to regular polio and not, I guess, this special monkey brain polio that wasn't that bad. So do you remember when we were young? Um, I remember I grew up in Westchester County. I remember there was talk about how the rabies was moving northward, that it had been really eradicated out of uh, at least this part of the country. Oh, really? And that um, rabies was moving northward. Presumably it was eradicated because humans killed so many animals, you know, during our era of not thinking about other animals. Um, But I remember when it hit the Hudson River and there was talk about, you know, would the Hudson River be a barrier? And of course it wasn't. And knowing now that bats have it, it makes a lot of sense that how could it be a barrier? Here's the uh, incidence of rabies in animals. Mm -hmm. And it drops here in like 1946 or something, something, where they started uh, vaccinating dogs. And it drops right off. I mean, really, you know. So clearly at that point, the dogs were the major vector. Interesting. And places. Yeah, and by nineteen, you know, by nineteen sixties, it was uh, very small. But this suggests that it really hasn't changed over since then. 
Because um, the end of the like it, I think we're looking at a chart and it's really high, and and then in 1947 it drops down, but it doesn't go down to zero. It, right. it kind of goes like all the way along at like five, whatever five is, five cases. But I remember we we should look at this together. But I remember again as a young person that there was no rabies in the Northeast, and that it was it moved northward. So this is probably again looking at the whole country. It would be interesting to look um, region by region. Yeah, because I get when a friend of mine got bit when I was a little kid. We went to the doctor, and they said, you know, there hasn't been a case of rabies in New York City since like '47 or something like that. Yeah. So don't worry about it. But um, but you really can't do that now. No. You have to go. You have to, especially if you if you don't know the animal that was that bit you. So if some random dog bites you, and you can't ask them, has this dog been vaccinated? Right. Then you have to assume they weren't. And I mean. It's nothing you want to take a chance with if you don't get that vaccination. And by some chance, a little bit of that got into, like, even in your nose, right? It doesn't have to be a cut. It could be, like, a mucus mucus membrane membrane, or something. Then you're a dead person. Essentially. Right? So you'd be like, I mean, if they told you, oh, no, don't worry about it. You don't need a vaccine. You might be like, no, I'll take the vaccine. Yeah, I think you don't The vaccine is safe. So like you said, if you saw a bat in your house or... A raccoon scratched you, you have no idea of that. Yeah, if you, right? again, if you wake up and there's a bat in your room, you have to be vaccinated. Thanks a lot, Dr. Bush. That was rabies, our disease of the month. Next month, it's going to be polio. You'll be able to hear me and Dr. Bush discussing polio. Polio's got a lot of history. It's very uh, complex. And it's interesting, I think, as an organism, and it was a big problem here in the United States. So that's a good disease to talk about. And that'll be next month's disease.